0: Oscar Wilde once remarked that journalism is the sweep of the second hand on the clock of history, and that more often than not, journalists get the time wrong. And doubtless, it was out of a sense of the fundamental incompleteness of the journalistic experience, journalitis interruptus, that Garrett wound up taking the long step back from his daily work of financial writing to deliver what remains, in many respects, the definitive tour de horizon of Wall Street and the creatures who inhabit it. What one notices most of all in Where the Money Grows, notices from indeed the first sentence of the book, is the maturity of the writing. And sentence after sentence it continues, as if Garrett were giving vent to a dammed up river of expression that simply had been unable to escape into the world of second day leads and the five W's of deadline writing in the inverted pyramid format. Consider the following as a thesis paragraph for an extended essay, which is what Where the Money Grows really is and you have a case study of a skilled literary stylist breaking free for the first time from the shackles of journalistic convention. What is Garrett's book about? It's about this. The easiest way into Wall Street is by the Hall of Delusions, through which many have entered who forgot to return. That door stands always wide open. No legend of warning affronts the eye. There ought to be one, and it should read, No safe conduct here. One thinks, in that moment not simply of a caution-do-not-enter sign, but perhaps of Cerberus, the three-headed dog that stands guard at the gates of Hades, for beyond those snarling teeth lie the riches and ruins of the American Eldorado. Begin with Garrett as he enters this hall of delusions by way of New Street, where today loiter the jacketed floor traders and runners of the New York Stock Exchange when they move into the street for a breath of fresh air. Writes Garrett of New Street, which was as much a loitering ground eighty years ago as it is today quote, In New Street, all men are equally under the delusion that the ticker is a source of wealth, that wealth is made and unmade by the going up and down of prices. End quote. On Wall Street, life is democratic, in that the ten share, odd lot trader can have insights as valuable as those of a ten thousand share a day block trader. The odd lotter's only limitation is that of the amount of capital he has available to invest. Thus, writes Garrett on New Street quote, A speculator who does his 10,000 shares a day on the stock exchange will suffer himself to be harangued by a little speculator with a 10 share mind and may debate with him the fundamentals of finance. A broker who has just executed a $500,000 commission will stop to ask a put and call man what he thinks of the market. End quote. Only beyond the portals of the great investment banks of Wall Street does the veil of democracy fall away, writes Garrett, describing in a universally appreciated word picture the intimidation any outsider is intended to feel upon entering such an establishment. Quote, About a large private banking house in Wall Street, there is an air of omniscience as if nothing unexpected could ever happen doors do not slam, men walk softly upon rugs, voices are never lifted in feverish excitement over profit and loss. No one is permitted even to call off prices from the tape. There is first a feeling of space, quite different from that sense of limited margins which pervades a broker's office. Ceilings in a banking house are higher than ceilings anywhere else." Quote. Who among us has not been in such a place? has not felt one stature grow suddenly smaller as the door to the main vestibule swings silently open on its oiled hinges to reveal the oak paneling and wainscoting beyond. As the imperious greeter approaches in a somber suit to ask what business we may have in such an establishment as this. Yikes! Contrast that picture with Garrett's portrait of the haunts of a Wall Street manipulator. Here one finds not intimidation, but secrecy the same secrecy that shrouded the likes of Martin Siegel and Ivan Bosky, as they met in darkened corners to exchange suitcases of money for insider tips on pending takeovers. Writes Garrett of such places, of all the queer shops in the world, the queerest is that of the manipulator. There is only his name on the door, not always that, unsupported by any connecting legend. If the law required every person to display a sign over his business store, it would puzzle the manipulator what to put on his. Information utilized to the highest advantage? Dealer in prices, architect of markets, pool manager, and consulting expert.